0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: It's playoff time. It's playoff time. Welcome to a playoff preview. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. He is E.P. Ringside. He is Shap Shots. He is D Magazine. He is author of an amazing new book, which is getting great reviews online. The name of the book, Sean, is? Uh, we Win
2: Here, the definitive essays you need on the Texas stars. And uh, it's available at wewinhere.com. And uh, please uh, check it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. It was great seeing all the cool reviews over the weekend.
2: Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Uh it's definitely it's one of those things it's one of the funny things with uh as a writer once you do a book right it's something where people are excited about it but unlike a story or something like that or even like a podcast right like someone can listen to our podcast once it comes out within 45 minutes we can hear some feedback on it the funny part about a book is it goes out there and you uh it's too long for someone to just give you instant feedback. So you kind of sit for a couple of days and you're almost like, ah, do we do it right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, That's
2: one of the funny things about books. Yeah. What I,
1: what I love is in the review was the line, Robert Tiffin said it well, he said, you should read it for the stories. And I love books with stories. And uh, that's super cool that you guys, uh, a lot of your focus was on the stories.
2: Yeah, we were really we we're really proud of this and we we're excited about it. And it's funny with uh, one of there's other some other fun nuggets in there, like uh it's just there's a bunch of cool things where they're kinda of like rolling around in our brains. We're like, we need a place to write this down, and we did. So it's it's those types of stories.
1: Nice. That's uh, that's awesome. All right. Big tilt tonight. Game one, wild and stars. Stars taking care of business, unfortunately. Boy. It was like watching the Avalanche, their last two games, they're like, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then that third period, you're like, oh, you know, pulled yeah. off two tight ones against Winnipeg and then against uh, Nashville. I mean, I'm looking and I'm, I think it was 2 2 in the third, and I'm like, come on, come on, come on. But it is the Minnesota Wild who comes to town. And this is kind of an interesting matchup because uh, I look at it this way I think the Stars clearly have the scoring threat, top five power play in the, in the league, Minnesota kind of plays a different style of game, kind of a more physical and uh deep on the four check, which will be interesting. And I wanted to get your thoughts. So if someone's listening and they're getting ready for the game tonight, we kind of set the tone as far as some of the things they should look forward to.
2: Yeah, it's to me one of the great things about this series, um, and, and it's it's almost funny how it came together this way. Um, it's obviously with the divisional rival and everything like that. But I am so excited to see a couple guys this year really take the next step. And the while they're almost a perfect opponent, storyline flies for it. So, Jason Robertson, obviously, amazing year, new Dallas Stars record for points. Gets to go head to head with the guy who took his Calder Trophy. Now, obviously, I'm not saying Kaprizov should not have won the Calder Trophy, but you know what I mean. It's one of those where he gets to go head to head with the guy in Kaprizov, who everyone picked as a better rookie than him. And I think in the long run, Jason Robertson will be the better player. And so he gets that, and he gets that opportunity to where there's not much you can't really pick on anything. Jason Robert, you can't find many flaws in what happened with Jason Robertson's game at all in his time in Dallas, but. Last year in the Calgary playoff series, he had one goal and three assists in seven games. Jason, the concept right now of this version of Jason Robertson, having one goal and three assists over a seven game span would be a massive disappointment. That's the type of bar he set with this regular season. I am very excited to see Jason Robertson in playoff hockey as this version of Jason Robertson. I'm also looking forward to seeing Jake Ottinger against his home state. Jake Ottinger being someone who always plays with the, uh, like, and I wrote about this yesterday um, and over at Shap Shots is just like looking at some of the cast of characters to watch in this playoffs and Jake will have friends and family in Minnesota. there are cheering for him, but it's the 16,000 other people in the XL energy center that will really drive him because he loves being the bad guy. He loves being the villain that rides into town and to get to do it in his hometown. He's really going to embrace that. And then the other one for me, that's really just like Miro Hishkinen versus John Klingberg, right? Like it's, it kind of gets forgotten almost like there's the big, the big uh, decision over whether the stars are going to re-sign Klingberg, what are they going to do? And we saw by and large, John Klingberg turned into an addition by subtraction for the Dallas stars because the way Miro Haitian sees the power play and really took the next step and it opened some cap space for some other moves for the stars that, that they were able to do. And it's going to be weird seeing John Klingberg come back to Dallas playing for the wild, but it's also almost fitting to see kind of how it worked and how the stars ended up ultimately making the right decision. And Miro really took that next step. And we talk a lot about Ken and Miro, he's and to win a Norris trophy and everything like that. And I think he can, but this is where this is the stuff where it gets done. This is the type of year where he's got the point totals. He's got the points to get into the, into the room. Now, he needs a non, and it's not fair to Miro, but a lot of people hold that COVID run against the stars where it's like, ah, eh, it was lucky. Anyone could have gone through COVID. There's a lot of, there's a lot of narrative that way. I disagree with that narrative, but there's a narrative about that. Uh, and I think Miro needs a non COVID playoff dominance that I think we can really start to see. It's uh It's going to be, it is going to be a fun series. Dallas, Minnesota is always going to be fun. Minnesota is going to be a bit more grinding. They're going to be a little more, more physical. So there's going to be that push and pull of the series. Um, but it's, uh, put your coffee on. Put your coffee on, drink way too many cups of it, and then, uh, and then uh, wake up the next morning with a fresh, uh, fresh, fresh edition of Spits and Suds that we'll have for you. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better at my segues here. I like that. <laughs> I,
1: I like that. Absolutely. You're going to be the host pretty soon. Uh, so the thing about it, uh, Spits and Suds fans, is we will actually tape a podcast for you with our reaction right after tonight's game. So um, I say that it might be into the morning. So we uh we we shall uh see on that but excited because we just felt as though, you know, you guys deserve post game reaction from us pretty immediate. Um it'll you know take a take a while, but at least when you wake up in the morning, you'll have a podcast in your inbox and you'll be ready to uh ready to listen because we felt as though if we cut it the day after, you know, certain things get dated. So, we just want to try to bring you as much extensive stars and wild hawk as possible so i mentioned that forecheck, check uh sean and i guess it's safe to say minus hawk and paw uh lindell's decent size but the stars defense not the biggest in the league and they do a good job of getting out of their zone but do you feel as though that's one of the keys that the wild is going to you know try to force the stars defensemen to make errors
2: I think so. I think that's going to be, that's going to be part of it. There's going to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the stars defenseman. Thomas Harley is going to have a huge target on his back. He's someone who maybe we should have talked about it. Maybe someone who, the young kid playing his first real NHL playoff series. I know he made his round Robin bubble game a couple of years back in Edmonton, but, um, Thomas Harley is going to have a huge, there's going to be number 55 is going to be on the white, on Dean Evans' whiteboard of go after him hard, rattle the kid, go after his nerves. He's going to, he's going to, we're going to learn a lot about Thomas Harley over the next couple of days. days. Um, Minnesota is going to try to muck the series down a bit more. It's going to be something where they're going to try to be, it's, it's almost the opposite of kind of what we saw with the stars the past couple of years, where the stars are the ones that were trying to play a more simple game. And the stars are, the stars aren't, the stars are obviously going to play some defensive hockey, but in general for Minnesota to win this series, these games are going to have to be three, two, two, one games. In my view, I just, I don't think the, I don't see the Minnesota, I don't see Minnesota winning this series with a, with the the 4-3, 5-4 scorelines that I think I could see with Dallas winning. Either way, I think it's going to be tight. I think we're going to see a lot of 3-2 games. I think we're going to see games where at the end of the day, it's going to come down to some execution. And I know that's all very hockey cliche, but I really think it's like I wrote about this the other day with Thomas Harley, where he talked all about how it's the 1%, that 1% is when goals are scored in the NHL. And I think the stars have both the offensive finishers. And I think they have the pieces to really eliminate some of those things again. So don't let Minnesota's physicality. um, Obviously you'll have to deal with it. Don't, but don't let it become more of a storyline than you need to let it. And that's, I think that's something we saw with Dallas. You talk about Ryan Reeves, um, for example, the stars handled it incredibly well in the bubble in that series against Vegas, where they kind of just ignored Ryan Reeves. He only played; he didn't he didn't play many minutes, and they, and they didn't really let much of it. And I remember, I think if you can remember that mentality, the Ryan Reeves storyline doesn't become as big of a, of a of a point as it could be. And um, and you have this Minnesota team. Is it's it's going to be interesting to see. Dallas knows who their goalie is, right? Like it's, it's obviously Jake Onger. Yeah. Minnesota has had two very good goalies. And I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, Minnesota has the one, a one B system and there's nothing wrong with that. Lots of teams in the NHL have it, but when you have those decisions to make, sometimes it can have a natural impact on a series where if you change, if it comes to the point where they change goalies, you start to wonder, are they shaking and what's happening? Like, Gavin, I want to take you back. Do you remember, like, you remember in the, in the Kari Latin antinami days when they lost in game seven and who knows, maybe they could have, they should have won that game seven. But when the stars started changing goalies and there was question over who would start in goal, it just created so much other like negative energy. Remember in that series? I do. Just like you're, you were just dealing with like, who's the starter? Who's the guy? And like, who's going to be the guy? And it just, it was something you don't want your team to deal with. And I think by having a number one, like the stars do, you have that, and yeah. Minnesota you might have a little bit of a human element of "Hi, hey, who's the guy who are you? and and maybe whoever starts game one just runs with it and, and and it doesn't become an issue, but it it is a factor out there, so
1: yeah, absolutely, combined, I believe they're third in the league in, in safe percentage,
2: yeah, I mean they're good both their goals are goalies. good it's, one both of, it's' good it's one of yeah it's it's one of those scenarios where. Um, it's one of those scenarios where I don't, you can't be upset with what Minnesota has done, but I also, I also don't like sometimes the rotating goalie factor just is, there's a reason that it's the same reason that teams don't rotate. It's the reason that great college football teams, they'll sometimes rotate quarterbacks in week one and two, but after week two, they're like, this is our guy, right? It's like that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you anticipate the stars?
1: I completely agree with you on the Reeves factor not playing into that. But do you feel as though the stars will ramp up their physical play based on Minnesota? Or, I mean, let's be honest, first round of the playoffs, any round of the playoffs, the physicality is ramped up regardless.
2: I think the physicality is the physicality does get ramped up, and I think the other thing about playoff hockey, and it's the way part of the reason playoff hockey is different, in my view, is, um, is the now with a 32 team league, we don't have enough games against individual teams for uh, animosity to really grow beyond a couple games, right? Like familiarity leads to contempt, and so playoff hockey is really the last. Beacon of familiarity leading to contempt where you get the same team playing play the same team multiple times in a week and and it, and, and that's kind of ramps it up the other narrative that I think is important to remember and I think this is going to be a big thing because. Well physicality is important playoff physicality still has to be clean because there's a big there's always the big narrative where people are like oh the referees don't swallow the whistle there's nothing called in the playoffs Th- that's not true and it's it's a narrative that's out there and if you look at the numbers for it it's true for overtime it is true for overtime in overtime the referees don't want to be the referees don't want to be the guy who calls the penalty in double overtime to 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 make it look like they ended a game or whatever but in the playoffs and especially in regulation we've almost seen an overcorrection of referees calling penalties because they've heard that narrative. They've heard that like, ah, oh, we don't call enough penalties. They don't, they call the games differently in the playoffs. It's almost overcorrected. Like if you look at the numbers, there yeah. are a lot of penalties called in the first round, especially in the first round. So the stars power play, if like, uh, it's one of the reasons I'm in my, in my, uh, in my media fantasy pool where I was able to, I was able to snag a couple stars players. I was thrilled because the stars power play is going to get a lot of work and that's going to be a big difference in this series too. So it's something where it's like, there, there's these parts of like, I love this playoff hockey lore, and I love so much of it. But one of the things that often gets like, gets mislabeled is that they don't call penalties in in the playoffs. They don't call penalties in playoff overtime, but in regulation, they actually call more. So that's, that's the time where Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, Ropa Henson company, they can have a lot of fun. And this could be a really fun series for a stars fan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do worry about, And you know what? They've done a much better job of staying out of the box, but they did have that early season problem. Seemed to clean up as the year went along. But I just want to make sure because that Minnesota power play, while you know it might not be ranked among the best, has some serious players and some serious firepower on it.
2: It does. It really does. It's Zuccarello, Zuccarello,
1: Kaprizov, Boldy. You know, I mean,
2: they have and zuccarello plays we saw it in dallas zuccarello plays well with everyone he is um he fits in very well he makes the right fit like it is it's great so i uh i i definitely you have to be careful and you have to watch obviously john john klingberg has a bit of that he will be coming back to dallas you know he'll have a bit of the uh chip on his shoulder after Jim Nill did not give him the contract he wanted. So right. we know that will happen. So if John Klingberg has, if John Klingberg goes off this series, you, you can't say you'd be surprised about it because it's John coming back to a place that let him go. Yeah. And it would be so, uh, but now he's also, I believe he's also dealing a little bit of an injury. So there's something interesting with that, but um, it's, it's definitely, I mean, Minnesota wild, are a good team who, have been good throughout the year. As you and I said on the pod last week, we would have preferred Seattle. So you didn't get the team you wanted, but you never, if you're Jim Nil, you're never going to pick your opponent. And Minnesota is a tough place to play. So it yeah. is going to, be, I, I look at this series and I, every time I look at it, I, I like the stars to win. I really do. I now that's, but that's more of a testament to what I think of the stars team than to me, looking and thinking that's because Minnesota is a bad hockey team or anything like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do want to point out, you know, Sean, I got my guys across the league that I really like, and Matt Boldy's one of them. Um, 22 yeah. years old. He just doesn't, I, I mean, he's just not one of those names that gets mentioned a lot, but I mean, had a great year, 63 points, um, almost, you know, missed one game. Um, God, only twenty-two years old, good size, coming down the left wing. I just think he's a real good player for uh, for Minnesota. That's really not talked about because of Zuccarello, because of K- Kaprizov, uh, other names like that.
2: Yeah, and like you look down that, and I want to pull up their line real quick as I, as, as we're talking here. Like you look at at that team, and,
1: and he plays Goudreau really well can, against the stars yeah, too.
2: Yeah, and and Frederick Goudreau can be really annoying. Yeah. Um, one thing from a Dallas perspective that I don't doesn't hope doesn't happen because you and I pushed hard for him to be in a stars jersey is Gustav Nyquist is on the third line for oh, for Minnesota. The guy we, we pushed, we, yeah. we were talking quite a bit about what um I mean, this is a Minnesota team that will be tough to play against. You got a couple guys who have chips on their shoulders against Dallas. Ryan Hartman has always played well against Dallas, and the stars frankly had a chance to qualify him and never did. And that he went off once he went to Minnesota. Uh, I look at, you look at the defense and I think the stars actually have, not actually, I think they do have an edge in this on defense. There's some good pieces, but um, I see, I, I look at, I look at Minnesota, I look at Dallas's defense and I feel more confident with their group. A, it's you start on the top with Miro Hachigan in Minnesota as no one like Miro and But then I just, I I think there's guys that are in Minnesota that would be, if you were to form the best possible team out of both these teams, you're picking more guys from Dallas than you are from Minnesota. And that's a testament to the stars and the roster construction. And Gavin, to me, another thing to watch from a Dallas perspective, and it's really a space that will tell us whether, uh, that, that will tell us whether the will give both of these guys kind of a chance to really, to really take the next step is uh what uh Max Domi and Mason yeah. Marchman. That was like, my next. Both get... wow. yeah yeah. That's
1: two times in a row on this podcast. You brought up names that I was about to bring up. We're on the same yeah. page, brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, what what do you, I'll take I'll throw this to you when when you look at Marchman and Domi. Yep, obviously Marchman had played just the one game after March thirteenth, last game of the regular season. Yeah, when you look at them, how would you try to apply their expectations for them for this series?
1: For me, I, I was watching an interview with it was Thirty Two Thoughts uh, with uh, I believe Jeff Merrick was spending some time with Max Domi. He looks really happy. I mean, he's kind of a happy guy anyway, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was excited to hear his answers of how excited he was to be a part of this Stars team. I don't think he's going to take this playoff run for granted. Um, I think he has a lot to play for, being a UFA after this season. And what I love about Domi's game this time of year, I want Domi to be a Brendan Gallagher-like around the net, which... He certainly can do. I love his passing skills, but I also love his tenacity around the crease where he's going to muck it up per se because I think if there's one small criticism I have for the stars, it would be sometimes they fall into the not putting enough pressure on the goalie as far as screens, as far as pressure in front of the net with rebounds, just kind of taking those shots from the slot. Um, you know, kind of outside shooting. And so I'm excited about uh, Max Domi for this playoff run. Uh, so I, he's one of my keys, to be honest. Marchment, I like his physicality that he's bringing, and hopefully it's going to open up space on that line. Clearly we saw a difference in that line when he was out of the lineup, which was so fascinating because we were criticizing him rightfully so for struggling as mightily as he did, but I, I think once again in this series a big body like that um will really come in handy. So I'm excited for both. I think they're they're certainly two keys. Um because as we know as we get into these playoffs, we can mention the Robertsons and you know, clearly, you know, we hope he does better against uh the wild than he did against Calgary last year. But I think this is a different Jason Robertson. And then we got Pavelski. We got Hintz. We got the names and everything. But when you look at NHL playoff hockey, it's always the guys like the Pat Maroons and names like that, that um, Corey Perry's that come out of nowhere and become those key cogs in a playoff run. And I think Domi and Marchman could be two of those guys.
2: Yeah, another one, and I want to throw someone as a name that's, gets the uh, maybe gets the chance living in the anonymity and there's no contracts in the playoffs i mean well there's said there's no salary cap in the playoffs and players are all making the same amount of money um our uh our pal radic Foxa, who we talked about his contract all yep. year and kind of and and definitely took some heat for his production versus contract you talk about a guy who could maybe be a difference maker against the Minnesota Wild, and you circle Radek Fox as a guy down the yep. lineup who won't won't score many points, but might score a couple big ones. So,
1: Yeah, I have seen a difference in his physicality in the playoffs when I watch Radek yeah. Fox. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited, you know, it would be... The, the one thing about the fourth line, Sean, I appreciate the pressure they apply. Would love to see, you know... A goal or two would be wonderful, um, but you know we'll, we'll see. It's it's exciting. I love good and bads about the eight thirty start. Bad that we have to tape spits and Sud so late after the game. Good that people will be in their seats. I'm expecting a very loud crowd tonight. Um, I will yeah. tell you, there's a buzz in town about this team, which is nice. It, it's nice. I mean, the Rangers are off to a good start, so there's a buzz about the Rangers. But with the Mavs out. And I know, you know, you can't equate both, but to me, this is a terrific opportunity for this franchise to capture this town.
2: Oh, I agree. It's it's definitely it's a, it's a great opportunity. And um, it's an opportunity to capture what they didn't get to capture when they went on the deep run in the COVID bubble. That and that's kind of one of those like great things, like where it's it's obviously you wouldn't you you would definitely prefer to be in the bubble and have those stories than not have them, but the lack of the in-person, the lack of everything from 2020, like this is a chance to really capitalize and, and, and really own what you didn't get then. And to me with the eight 30 start, it's, it's a bit late um, the crowd should be rocking. The one thing that's just like, I look at this schedule and just the, the one like frustrating thing about I feel like you can't make it possible, but I feel it's hard to do it for everything, but I just feel like from you're trying to grow the sport. Right. And I say this as someone who has little kids, right. When your game starts at eight thirty yeah. locally. Agreed. It's, it's hard to get the game. You know, like it's, it's something where you like, you look at this and you'd almost wish the NHL would find a way to, and, and I, I, I get it's the Western conference game and you have to do it for TV reasons, but like how great would it have been if you had gotten the one o'clock slot on Sunday or something like that? Yeah, Like like, maybe find like the other way to do that where something where you can get this, like, like that, that grow that next generation of stars fans that like get the, the kids who get, get it on the, get it into the, the realm where the kids sitting at home who don't have the hockey craze parent can maybe come across it themselves. Like that's, that's just the other bummer about the eight 30 start, like at least with a seven 30 start, even an eight o'clock start, maybe you're talking where a kid is going to be able to stick around for some of it. But right. now you're just, it's, as a parent, you're like eight 30, not only eight 30. And really, honestly, like, I don't know if the, sure I have to double check, but like, I know it says 8.30, but we both know it's 8.40, 8.46. Like, that's that's not easy. Yeah, yeah. um, So win more games and you get better times. Just
1: keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Move to the East Coast. All right. So since this will be, you know, we'll be on the air after the game tonight. Um, and one of the things is is that games will already be played. Is there any team out there that you're saying, hey, you know what? I'm gonna give a mention to them as a possible surprise heading into the playoffs.
2: Um I think uh I don't think they'll get past Colorado, but I, 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 I do want to, it's I'm glad that they're not playing the same night because like, I think it's going to be fun to watch the city of Seattle embrace playoff hockey Mm -hmm. for the first time. Like, so I think that's going to be a fun series to watch. I think Colorado's going to win that series, but I think Seattle will at least kind of give a little bit more. uh, We'll, we'll show, we'll show, show some fun things. Um, Out, out East it's, The, the man, the Panthers series just got super interesting because the Bruins are, I mean, now if any team like the Bruins are a terrible time to be going through a bug right now. Like there's the thing that where there's where a bunch of guys are sick, sick for the Bruins. And like, so if the Panthers were clicking late, right at the season, Alex Lyon came in and played great. I can't, I can't can't with a good conscience pick Florida to, to win that series. But all of a sudden that series just became way more intriguing. Because all of a sudden, Florida, Florida can catch a Boston team that's dealing with a bug and everything like that, and all of a sudden, that series becomes intriguing. And it's so I'll look at that one. I'm not. There's no way I'm picking Florida to win that series, but mm-hmm. it's it's still it's still one where I'm now more intrigued in that series because of that combined with the way Florida had to play down the stretch to get in.
1: Yeah. Also, a little dangerous that you're playing a division opponent in the in the wild card round. So yeah. to speak. But, you know, but, I mean, there's familiarity.
2: Yeah. There is, and it's but it's always going. It's not always going to happen. It's, it's yeah. going to happen at least for one team every year. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so
1: here are my two. Um, I actually think that Carolina comes out of the East, and I know that Boston's a popular pick, but yeah, just watching Carolina throughout the year, um, I I just think they're built. I am a little, you know, if they if their goaltending can hold up, but. I say that they play the damn Islanders in the first round. I mean, you look at every single matchup and you're like, no one's saying like, Oh, that's 4 You know? I mean, it's yeah. so amazing. These hockey playoffs, my other one from the West, I like Edmonton mm-hmm. and I like what they did at the trade deadline and watching them against Colorado. I know it was one game, but I think they're playing really well right now. I know that their goaltending uh, with Skinner is a, is a situation, you know, um, not the Ottinger, so to speak, but at the same time, um, I like Edmonton as well to, uh, you know, they have a tough series against the Kings, but I like Edmonton, uh, going pretty deep.
2: Yeah. The, uh, Connor McDavid, 150 point season. It would be good to see, uh, I mean, it'd be good for the, it would be good for the game to see him play deep into the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's one, it's one of those things. It's
1: so. Absolutely. well, Hopefully you go to the grocery store today, grab some premium coffee. Light roast has Mm -hmm. more caffeine than dark roast for those that don't (laughs) know. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) And, uh, we will, uh, try to get this podcast up as quick after the game as possible. Don't know how long it'll be, but we'll talk about the factors of the game and, uh, it should be a lot of fun and, uh, I'm so glad you're doing it with me, my friend and, uh, it's going to be uh, great. I'm super excited. Uh, it's a beautiful day in DFW, and uh, nothing says a beautiful night like playoff hockey at the AAC.
2: Yep, it's going to be a fun one. So everyone, enjoy the rest of the day. Um, get your uh, get yourself a nice dinner before the eight thirty start. Yep. yep. And uh, uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy the weather too. Absolutely, so everyone-
1: and proper lubrication tonight always helps. And. If you have a question, if you're listening to this today and you have a question that happens during the game, you can tweet either Sean or myself and we'll answer those questions and we'll put out a, a tweet during the game. Um, and you have a special promotion going. I'd love to plug your book. You have a special promotion. Goal. So if, if fans buy your yeah. book and show proof that they bought yep. your book, you are going to have a kind of a personalized conversation tonight.
2: Yeah, me and Steven are going to do something tonight where we're – we're going to if you've bought the book kind of we were thinking of like, what's a way we could kind of thank the people who have gone out and bought the book and everything like that. So if you've bought uh, my book, We Win Here, Hundred, the, sorry, the, the definitive essays you need about the, the Texas stars. Uh, if you shoot me a tweet or you can send us an email at wewinhere2014 at gmail.com with uh, proof that you've got either your copy or proof that it's on the way because I understand shipping. Uh, Stephen and I are going to do a, a live uh are going to do a live author Q and a hockey conversation during the, uh, during the first and second intermission. And if there's a third or fourth intermission, we'll do those as well, but we're just going to count on the first and second intermission. So would love to connect with some, some stars, fans, some readers, and, uh, We'll have some fun with it. So I appreciate you, Gavin, for teeing me up to, to plug that because we didn't even plan that. with our extensive show notes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Happy to do it. So we will talk to you uh, later today. And thank you so much for supporting Spits and Suds. And uh, be sure to spread the word that uh, we'll have more and more podcasts uh, this week as the stars are in the playoffs. And hope you enjoyed this playoff preview. Have a great day, everyone.